Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I'll be talking with Heidi Kreiner about how Richmond Hill has changed over the decades. Heidi is a realtor, taking over the business from her father, and her daughter has also joined her recently. Welcome, Heidi. Hi, Marge. How are you? I am doing really well, and I'm so glad that we have found the time to have a good conversation. Yeah, we seem to have busy schedules, you and I. We do. We find lots to do. Absolutely. You're you're a busy person. You do a lot and you've done a lot. Can you give us a sort of some of your family history? Sure. Um, My uh, parents came from Austria back in 1950 and 51. They uh, were immigrants to Toronto from Austria. And uh, we ended up moving up to uh, Richmond Hill Vaughan area. We're right at Bathurst and Teston. In, uh, they bought the land in 67. We moved here in 69. So I was like 12 years old when Richmond Hill became uh, my new home. My father uh, started the real estate business. He was a butcher by trade, went into real estate um, and went out on his own in 1961 which is a long time. And I joined him 46 years ago. So I have been a real estate uh, representative and broker for 46 years. And we moved the company to Richmond Hill in 1979. My daughter, Vanessa, um, 10 plus years ago, I can't remember, 10 or 12, uh, became, made her brokers, made her real estate license and is now a broker as well. So it's a family business. She's the third generation and uh, we love being part of uh, Richmond Hill and uh, York Region, which were the uh, Richmond Hill was the fastest growing community um, in Canada for many, many years through the 80s and 90s. So we've seen a lot, a lot of growth. Well, that is impressive. So, yes, you have a long, long history in Richmond Hill. How would you describe Richmond Hill when you first started living here? Give us a bit of a history lesson. What was it like back in those good old days um (laughs) back in those days the population was about sixteen thousand people we are now i believe about two hundred and twenty thousand, somewhere around there um when i lived here um bathurst north of major mckenzie was gravel um teston road was gravel elgin mills um was gravel um we used to horseback ride our horses along elgin mills and down young street um, to the Dairy Queen uh, with two dogs in tow, a shepherd and a Doberman. And um, we would get uh, baby cones for the horses and the dogs. And then we would ride through Richmond Heights Plaza and Mr. Dines would come out and bring an apple for the horses. Um, back then it was small town. You know, the subdivisions were just the Mill Pond area, those that were built in the 50s. So this would have been late 60s, early 70s. So those homes in the Beverly Acres area and the Mill Pond area were only 10 10 years old. Um, So we we grew up in a very small 
um, community where everybody knew everybody, right? And the Winter Carnival was just pretty new. And uh, during the one big snowstorm, we rode our, we uh, drove our skidoos over, um, which we can't do now, I've been told by the mayor, gosh darn. <laughs> so, yes. It was a very, very different community. And um, watching it grow up, which we knew it would, um, you know, with Toronto being the magnet that it is. Um, and, you know, every, I mean, I had two kids, everybody's had children, right? And they want to live close to home. And, you know, York Region has just exploded. Yeah, it has. Yeah. You mentioned the Richmond Hill Winter Carnival. I believe that's how I got to know you and got to know that you were a big supporter of the community. But uh, tell us a few more early memories of the Winter Carnival, other than uh, I've heard the story about riding the snowmobiles there. Uh, hard to believe. But uh, um, what else can you tell us about the Winter Carnival? Um, oh, well, the Winter Carnival to me is the epitome of community, right? Like it's the bad races we used to have um, on the ice when the pond was always solid uh, in February. We're now with climate change, um, we sometimes can't enjoy that. But we had the bad races, they had the, the parachutes. We used to have uh, skydivers, um, which over the years, I believe as the community grew, um, sometimes liability comes into play and, and the winds in that and so that had to end but it's always been you know the pancake breakfast has always been a tradition in this town um people coming together we would have um the snow queen and the winter carnival queen and the princesses and the high schools would all get involved and we still have which is so great is the hockey tournament amongst the elementary schools which has been around forever and a day and i'm so glad that um you know, the volunteers have kept that alive. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the children of the volunteers now and the people in the community that we can get the young people to stay involved and that our winter carnival survives because um, I'm looking forward, not that I'd be around, but I'd love to see it, you know, keep going and celebrate a hundred years um, in 50 years from now. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'll, I'll echo those comments. So yes, the Winter Carnival is certainly a great community event. We actually were uh, both at an event, uh, the uh, David West's, our mayor's uh, Maple Syrup Festival. So that may uh, rival the Winter Carnival for being a great community event. That was so, wonderful this weekend. It really it was. was great. And, yes. and so many people. You know, as a realtor, property manager, you've had to pay attention to the development of the town, now the city. So how how would you describe this growth, the, the good and the bad? Well, um, back in the 90s, I was part of, of um, the growth management committee in Richmond Hill. And I think, you know, I really feel for people who live here and once once they move here, how they don't want things to change. That's very normal. You know, when you move here and there's a big field out behind you, you want it to stay field. But we are Young Street, Canada. And Young Street is the longest street in Canada. We also are, you know, a suburb of one of the largest and fastest growing cities in all of Canada. So if we're if we're not diligent in being a part of the growth pro, uh, process, then it will 
grow in a way we don't want it to grow. To just say, I don't want growth isn't really the answer because it's inevitable. It's how we're going to grow. And back when I was on the growth management committee, the minister of health came to speak to us. And what's unique about Young Street is that the rail line runs parallel to Young Street through Richmond Hill and Thornhill. And the province long ago already planned that area for high density. So people will go, but we don't want it. Well, the other choice is, do we spread out and use all the farm field for the growth? Or do we have intensity in our communities, in our towns, and have condos and have nice parks where people can go to? So it's a balance. To just say we don't want growth, it's going to happen without your input. So it's really important to go to council meetings, to volunteer for committees, like a growth management committee, they want to hear from the public. For me, I know it was really important because back in the mid, I guess in the mid 80s, Richmond Hill was doubling. Richmond Hill from 84 to 94 doubled in population in 10 years. If we allowed the province or the politicians to have their way um, and had no input, it would look very different. There were a lot of great people who fought very hard to keep our parks, to expand our parks, to speak down at uh, the province and to protect our areas. Because to leave the, um, the, the green space, the woodlots, Jefferson Forest was a huge battle to save that. There were a lot of places that a lot of good people fought to save. And that's important for new people that are coming when growth happens to be a part of that. I'm glad you reminded us of this exponential growth that we had and Absolutely. also how important it is to be involved. And there are lots of ways to, to be involved. It's not just voting every four years. So thank you for all that you've done. And thank you for reminding us now that uh, to be involved with what we're doing. As well as growth, there have been some significant demographic changes. Can you talk about those? Well, we've seen we've seen a couple of things change in Richmond Hill since since I moved here, but more since I've been an adult in the community and both my children are born in Richmond Hill and raised and they're 35 and 39. They went to the same school I went to. Um, we didn't have a, a Catholic high school in our community, which I was passionately involved with. We had a lot of things that were pressuring in to come in. Growth was one of them. Um, the type of growth was another. When I'm talking about embracing higher density in certain areas, I think it's important to understand that that doesn't mean you just throw a 30-story condo right beside um, detached backyard, you know, homes with backyards. That's wrong. There has to be a proper planning process where you kind of stage, you know, um, maybe residential where there's then townhouses and low rise and then the higher rises come, right? You don't just throw that in people's backyards. But sadly, when the homes, the residential homes are right close to Young Street, a lot of that goes on because Young Street, the purpose of having high density is that we get out of our cars and we get into 
public transit. So driving to a train station isn't the answer. It's having it where it needs to be. So that was one thing in the demographics. Young Street is going to be, we want people to use public transit and that's for our environment. So if we're, you know, supporting, you know, being uh, environmentally savvy, then we have to look at that. The other demographic that has changed, which has been such a pleasure in our community, is having um, the multicultural communities come, like the Persian community and the Chinese and the Korean and the, like, when I moved here, it was very, very white Anglo-Saxon. Um, and we've seen so much change and it has brought so many beautiful things to our community and so many wonderful cultures, but it's educated us and I believe that that education in your backyard is what will bring peace amongst us. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm wanting world peace, but ignorance is what stops that from happening. And if we become more and more educated on the demo new demographics in our community, the new immigrants that have such um, a bright light because they've come somewhere new and they want to make it better for themselves, which makes it better for all of us. So I love that Richmond Hill is so multicultural and that we've embraced that. Yeah, I will echo that, that uh, we are very fortunate to the, the enrichment. Uh, that's the word I like to use for describing all Absolutely. these different cultures, the foods, the, but also the way of looking at things as well. Like you can have really interesting conversations with lots of people that are your neighbors and I am very, frank, uh, very, very thankful for that. Uh, do you consider Richmond Hill a, a good place for both young families, but also for older adults? Uh, I'm part of the age-friendly community. So two questions there, young and old. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Richmond Hill is such a great place for families because... At the heart of it, it's never let go of its small town. It still has those wonderful um, community events, the beautiful parks that we have. The trails in this community are unbelievable. We have some beautiful trails, especially um, sort of to the north of uh, Richmond Hill and Oak Ridges and along the Jefferson Forest and you know, just gorgeous, gorgeous trails. And so for families, um, I truly believe this is a wonderful place. The challenge is it's a very expensive place to buy into, but that doesn't mean that you have to, um, A, start with a detached home. It's always, as a real estate broker for many years, I've always said to young people, take one rung on the ladder at a time you know, like buy a condo, or even if you come to our community, there's lots of condominiums that are for rent or or homes that are for rent in that and look, um, you know, to rent a place. Um, a lot of young people are staying with their parents because the parents still have this big home. And, um, you know, that's a good, my kids did and were able to save. And, um, you know, they moved out of the community. Um, they still volunteer in the community. They love it here. But but um, I think that's really important. As far as um, the older set, um, I think Richmond Hill offers so much for us. I mean, again, the trails, the, the shopping, the everything is close. Selling the big home 
It's a good time always in a high market to sell, but that doesn't mean you have to leave. There's so many smaller homes that have been renovated or condominiums or townhouses. As we get older, though, we always kind of want to be on one level, you know, the stairs. So a lot of beautiful condos that are the older ones that are larger, like the Bafe buildings and the Harding buildings and the on Clarissa, where there's, you know, available like a thousand up to 1500 square feet, which is a wonderful size for a couple to move into and uh, and travel or retire to. We have a lot to offer in our community. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective So, with um, both the young and the old. And I, I don't like to use the word old, but we're older no. adults, but um, we have a lot to uh, sure. lot to give. And I think uh, the cultural, we have the theater here, we have lots of uh, recreation and lots of things to do. And an so, amazing library too. Yes. It's an amazing yeah. library system. Yeah. Yep. So, we have a lot here, so it is a good place to live. And close to the city. Close and to close the city. city. Yeah. That we yeah. can go to theaters down in the city and, and still be in uh, close proximity to. Yeah, I often, I'm doing it uh, tomorrow. I'm just hopping on the bus with a friend and we'll be I'll be downtown and hassle-free park at Richmond Center and I'm back home and it's, it's perfect. Yeah. So it's a really... We are for we live in a good location. Richmond Hill Absolutely. is situated in a good location. But uh, yeah, you've talked about condos for both the older and the younger, and you you we could do a whole we will do a whole podcast on lots of things to think about for making that transition. It's uh, there's a lot again lots to think about. So that's going to be part two of our our conversation. Looking into your crystal ball right now. What do you think Richmond Hill will be down like 10, 15, 20 years from now? Um, I don't think we're going to see monumental changes. Um, I think Young Street is going to continue changing. I'm hoping um, that uh, we don't get as intense as North York got, um, but we may see that because it's Young Street. And you have to understand the Ministry of Housing and 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 the region are, are really wanting people to start taking public transit. I mean, that is, you know, we want to be carbon negative, right? <laughs> or zero. And, and part of that is not using our cars as much as we do. And York region, because everything is so spread out, is very car heavy. So they're wanting to bring in Young Street as that attracting people to live along there so that they can use public transit to work and and to entertainment and downtown Toronto. So I know we're going to see growth. I know there's going to be a continued push for infill. We have a lot of older homes in the community on big lots, small houses on big lots. So that is a natural, you know, when someone wants to build a house, they're going to buy a 50 foot lot and build a home. Um, I'm not a big proponent of building like 4,000 square feet beside all these small homes. Um, I think there has to be a balance. And I think that's where people in neighborhoods need to speak up, you know, for the height, for what's surrounding it, um, you know, that the homes should be graduated in. Um, but uh, it's going to be a challenge. For me, I've been in development. I've always been a part of it. Um, I have done development subdivisions up in um, 
Mono Township. Um, and we have one that's going to be over in Vaughan and one up in Gravenhurst that we're working on. So I understand the development process, but I fight very hard to make sure that the natural environment around it is kept and that we honor that as much as possible. So Richmond Hill, I think, has done a great job. There's not a lot left for um, um, white areas that are going to be developed because we're pretty much developed out. Um, Aurora and Newmarket are also developing, but, you know, farther to the north, South York region, all the way across Highway 7 and not far north is pretty much, you know, developed out with small pockets that are being filled. So um, I'm hoping that people will embrace public transit more. Um, but uh, I think Richmond Hill, as long as we have a great council that we have that um, fights the pressures that the province puts on us and keeps the things we treasure um, and doesn't allow them to disappear. Um, I think that's really important. David Dunlop Observatory yeah. is a gem. Mm -hmm. You know, I always said it's our little um, Central Park, like New York Central Park. It's Richmond Hills sort of Central Park. And I think that needs to be honored as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. let's hope for that. Some interesting points you've made. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, I've always, you know, said from the shores of Lake Ontario to the shores of Lake Simcoe is going to be Ontario's New York. And, you know, I'm not saying that that I want it to be, but that's what the pressure is going to be. And it's really up to people in their community to stand. Like I saw the signs against the 413 and I saw the signs against don't touch the green, but that is so important because you have no idea how much your voice means. You know, it's, it, people don't think that one voice has, has any clout. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. If it wouldn't, then we would have had another thousand acres of garbage at Kirby and Keel because Vaughn Cares and I was a director. We fought really, really hard and we were just a small community group and we shut that down and we closed Keel Valley as well. So it, it doesn't mean it has to be thousands of people. It has to be people that have a true heart for their community and want to keep as much as possible and that any growth takes into account the people and their quality of life. Okay, I do like to end this podcast with the guest's response to this question. Name one thing you really like about this community. One thing. I yeah, love the people. <laughs> I love the people. The okay. people have so much heart. And and, and that, that was so evident in this last election. Like... You know, we were front page news. I had people from Vaughn calling me, congratulations to Richmond Hill for taking a stand for what they really wanted and mm -hmm. the community they really wanted. So I have to say it's the people. Fair people. Okay. I like that answer. Very good. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast. You're welcome. It was my pleasure, Mard. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. 
please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marge, M-A-R-J, at margeandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected. <laughs>